forget about the one who has who manages to help us through every day. How many here are breathing this morning? Hello? How many here can see this morning? And can talk and they hear? Hello? Just for those little the few reasons we need to praise God. But we don't. We just take it for granted. I'm just take it for this morning. I'm just take it out my day. Oh man, I thank God that morning. And I'm so glad because I know I know some of those back to the garden. I know some of the things that he has brought me through. But I thank God for the very every day that he has given me. Just one more day that I can serve him. And that's it. See the title: Battle Earnestly for the Faith. I, I usually give out, and I would I would have had some some uh, syllabus. Some of you I, I sent by email. Uh, if I, I didn't have your email, and uh, as uh, I apologize because I didn't really send out last night, and found out that I hadn't got it in. go to Jude verse 1 and we will read all the way down to verse 7 that says Jude a bond servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James and then we've got brother of James the lesser it says to those who are called that's us sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and then he says mercy peace and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, yet I found it necessary to write to you exhorting to implore, to beseech you to contend or battle earnestly for the faith that Christ has given you for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints, to you. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out or were ordained for this condemnation, ungodly men, who turn the grace of God into lewdness, lasciviousness. And the word there in the Greek is, is eselgia, which means unbridled lust, outrageousness, uh, shamelessness, uh, insolence, anything that was bad. 
and, the, and she, she denied the only God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you know that we, the church, have been entrusted as stewards of the manifold grace and the manifold wisdom of God? We have been entrusted to that. Yet today, some of the people those that even professing to be Christians would attack the very notion of the absolute truth of the Word of God. They have, maybe even in this church, people that, that, that come here may have turned their ear away from the truth. <laughs> and, I keep, and I keep reading this and, and laughing with it when I, when I wrote it down. I, I thought, I like that. And all they would rather do, all they would rather have is a watered down, sugar coated, don't step on my toes, tickle my ears, don't put your nose in my business, three points and a point, fifteen minute sermon. And then they're happy, they're done, they they've done their weekly duty, and they can go home content and pacified. Hear me. Not only should we, every Christian, know the Word of God and love the Word of God and love the truth, but we are battling for the truth that has been entrusted to us. But where we don't. And we're not to surrender it for the sake of harmony. We are not to surrender it for the sake of unity. And we're definitely not surrendered it for the sake of complacency. This morning I have three points I want to bring to you, sorry, there's going to be no point, and definitely a little longer than 15 minutes. And they are, one, the cause of battle, two, the necessity of battling, and three, the method of battling. First of all, we find in Jude, the third verse, the cause battle. You, beloved, when I gave all diligence to writing to you, and that phrase there in the Greek means that he's put everything, that every thought that he has to write this to you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And the Greek word there for earnestly contend is only used here in the, uh, in the New Testament and signifying is that it's to fight for a thing, to be combatant, and to battle for victory. That's what that word means. Now, I'm not even going to try to say it. Hey, that's my baby. I kept trying to practice in here. When you read the Greek and you read it in your mind, you can say it. But when you try to say it out loud, there's, there's, thir- there's 13 characters in this word. And it means to contend earnestly. So I just left it out. are to be combatants. This word means we are to battle for victory. Why? Because you and I are called into a spiritual warfare as soldiers of the cross. Can you say amen to that? And it says over in 2 Timothy verses 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 3, it says, You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
And then we go on down to talk about battling. He says, for we do not wrestle in Ephesians 6.12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Listen to me. We are in a battle constantly. And every, every way you turn, every place you turn in this world, Somebody is trying to degrade Christianity. Everybody, somebody is trying to, de- to take down the church. Look around you. How many churches are closed today? And we need to, this is, this is we are in a fight, and we're going to be in a fight until Jesus comes. Somebody say amen. In verse 3. Again, he says, Contend. For the faith, which was once delivered for all to the saints. The faith, that's you. That's the entire revealed body of truth regarding salvation. That's all of us. Every one of you that have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that you are in that category. That is you. Second Timothy 3, 6, 16 and 17. Because once for all delivered to the saints, Christ died once. That's the only. That's all he's going to die. He shed his blood once. He's not going to do it again. He's already done everything he's going to do. That's what. That's what Jude means. Second Timothy three sixteen seventeen says all scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Oh, God, a lot of people don't like that. I don't like you to correct me. I don't like you to tell me I'm doing wrong. But that's what the Word of God is supposed to do. If you're not doing right, God's Word is going to correct you. Hello? I say God's Word will correct you. And if you had, I'm not telling you, you already know me, I don't, I don't give you a, a watered-down, sugar-coated message. I will never do that. I will give you straight out of the Word of God. If you, if you want to argue with somebody, you can't argue with me because I'm giving you God's Word. Argue with God. That's all I've got to say. Argue with me. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. Second Peter chapter one verse nineteen says, And so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you talking to you, talking to me, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your heart. Strive, serving God, battle earnestly. Keeping the faith, holding it up. Don't let people tear it down. Listen, we we will we will just stand there and let people tear down the word of God, and we just stand there and look at them. This is yes. This is no. This is I don't care. Hello. We're all guilty. Every one of us are guilty of doing Virgin wrote these words. He says, Believers are called to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. As many of us as believe in Him and have obtained eternal life through Him are now enlisted beneath Christ's banner to fight the battles of holiness. We Listen, I was told during the revival, I said, I, 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 I know why, you, why you're preaching different. He said, you're preaching strict holiness now. It's something that preachers don't preach anymore. That we are need to we need to live a holy life in Christ Jesus. We 
can become pacified with the world and we become like the world. But God wants us to come out of the world. Hello? He fights the battles of holiness against sin and of truth against error. Hear me. We are to hold firmly, firmly to the truth and we need to stand against any who would alter, who would add to, who would diminish the message to change it to fit their lifestyle. And if, if they have changed to fit their lifestyle, they need to be told. Somebody say amen. Listen, we are, we are members of Christ's kingdom. And because we are members of Christ's kingdom, we, we, we live in the kingdom living. And kingdom living and idleness are not compatible. I said kingdom living and idleness are not compatible. We, we need to be on fire. I, I, the last time I, I preached here, uh, are you hot, are you cold, or are you lukewarm? We need to once again get on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to, we need to quit being cold and definitely quit being lukewarm. In Proverbs 23, verse 23 says, Buy the truth, Solomon writes, and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding that you may know the Word of God. Listen, the Word of God is our foundation of living. Yet we don't want to live by the Word of God. We'd rather live by the world. Hello? That's not us. I've already told you in, 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 in 1 Peter 2, 2 9 that we, we, we're a holy nation. We are, what, a, a, we are different. We're, we're peculiar people. We are His own special people. And then we have the necessity of battle. Why is it ne- necessary to battle? It do, verses 3 and 4 again. It says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I find it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend or to battle earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints, to you. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men, who turn the grace of our God into losers and deny the only Lord God and our, our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you read on down in the in the chapter of Jude, you find that he, he puts... He puts in there about the fallen angels. He puts in there uh, about Adam and Eve. He puts in there about Sodom and Gomorrah. These people let the world turn them away from God. They let pride, they let the lust of life, the, the, the lust of the eyes, let them turn them away from God. Don't tell me that, no, I'm too, I'm too strong of a Christian. No, I'll never do that. Well, Peter thought he was a strong Christian too. Hello? And I guarantee you, none of us are as strong as Peter. by those who, who yelled to false teaching and who would lead others astray. So, turn, on, turn on the television. Watch a, a lot of these television evangelists. I'll pray for you if you send me $5,000. Hello? And I, I guarantee you this. Right? We, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were in the motel room going on to the virus. We had just come on. Okay. And there was somebody on television Send me your prayer request and five thousand dollars. I'll pray for you and send you an iPad. Do you know there are people that will do that? You just pray for me and I'm not sure if I won't send you anything. I'll pray for you and you won't send me anything. But that, that's, that's what he's talking about. False teaching. 
would lead over the tree, and, 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 and I guarantee you, they, they used Luke 6, 38, give, and it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. I, know, I don't have that one up there, Chuck. <laughs> good measure, shaken down, running together, it will come in, give it to your bosom. But they, they forget about verse 37. See, the thing about it is, if you take something out of context, and I, and I, and I, and I preached the other day uh, about uh, uh, Revelation uh, 3.20. And somebody painted a picture of Jesus standing outside the door with the little, little handle and knocking, and they use that for, for individual salvation. But if you read the third chapter of Revelation, it's not talking about individuals. It's talking about a church that has grown lukewarm, and he and and the church has pushed him out, and Jesus is at the door knocking, let me back in. But they take it out of context. So if you use that one verse, uh, uh, Revelation three twenty for salvation, you're taking it out of context, and and, and people are, are, are guilty of, of just because they want to use a verse that will fit their lifestyle, they will use it. Well, you know, you, you, you know, the Bible says you can't you can't you can't judge me. Call yourself a Christian, I can judge you. The Bible says it tells you I can. You see, they, they want to take it out of context. And you can't do that. And, then, and so we, we get false we get false teaching and to lead others astray. And, and it's happening and it's been happening for a while now. And and we just we just let it go on. I said we just let it go on. We don't stand, we don't battle. He said, You're wrong. The the word does not say that. This is what the word says, but we will just stand there and we'll take it and we'll let them just go ahead and mouth off. This is this. This is not this. This ain't true. In Matthew twenty four eleven says, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Already have. In Second Peter two one it says, But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. In Second Timothy four, uh, three and four, it says this: For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, and they will heap upon themselves teachers. That they, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Listen to me. People will bring preachers and ministers in their church to be their pastors that because they know that all they'll do is stand up there and scratch their ears. I know of churches right now, even on television, that they're, they're, they no more preach the Word of God than a man in the moon. But they, the, the church is full. Why? Because they don't preach condemnation. They don't preach holiness. They don't preach what God says in the Word of God. They would rather get their ears scratched and hear how good they are when they're living in sin. And what was disturbing to Jesus that the, the, the attack, that the attack on the church did, did not come from outside the church. It didn't come from outside. It did not come from the pagans outside the church. The apostasy came from the people inside the church who professed to be Christians. And that's happening today. They have arisen within the church and they're doing, they're doing three things that I, that I read out of this chapter. First, they were, they, they were challenging the absolute final authority of the Word of God. 
as a source of absolute truth. Second, they were changing the grace of God into license to live worldly and a sinful life. And listen to me. We have denominations that do does that today. Hey, I'm saved. You know, born again, I, 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 I walk the aisle, I kiss the pastor's hand, got my name in the church roll, been baptized. I'm set to go. You're alive, too. If you're not living the life of Christ, you're alive. And you're living the life. Ask me. I'll tell you, for 51 years, I lived that.
guarantee you, you've heard them. And what's worse, you might have said one of them, all of them. That's what's bad about it. Listen, we no longer hear the emphatic words of, Thus saith the Lord anymore. We want to make our own little path. But that's wrong. And we can't do that. Look, we no longer take a stand for what's right and wrong. But we say it's up to the individual to determine in his own mind what is right and wrong. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's left up to the Word of God to determine what's right and wrong. And we've forgotten that. Because too many have drifted away from what God said. And they want to live their way. They want to live their way of life. And that's not right. The church, the church is made. I'm not talking about this building. You, the church, is made to do one thing, and that's to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. This is dangerous. God does not and will not change. His Word does not and will not change. His Word is truth, and His Word is the absolute truth. Psalms 119-89, if this is written, it says, Forever, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Psalms 119-89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word, your word is settled in heaven. Listen to me. You cannot live the way you want to live and say that you're a Christian if you're not living God's word. You can't live in in sin and expect the blessings of God because you'll receive none. Well, I know I'm I'm pretty for God's blessings. You know, I, I'm doing all this thing that I'm doing wrong. And you're not receiving blessings from God. You're receiving the blessings from the devil. Oh, he can't bless you. Hey, if Satan can keep you blinded, he'll do anything and everything to keep you blinded from the Word of God. Hello? Listen to me. The church that compromises God's truth today will be the same church that compromises the love of God. You hear me? The church that compromises God's truth today will be the same church that compromises their morals today. Even now, the world no longer sees any difference between the saved and the unsaved. Why? Because the saved have compromised their walk. Remember my like the world and you're walking like the Christ, you walk with the world. And when you're born again, my Bible tells me that you become a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Your walk, your talk, your life, everything about you, everything is different. It's not the same. It's not the same. Leviticus 10.10 says these these words, that you may distinguish between holy and holy and between unclean and clean. For the sake of unity and harmony, the church again compromised, and they say, "Well, as long as they have Christ, that's all that matters. You know, they can live the way they want to live." Hey, if you have Christ, then you're going to live Christ. 
brother, if, if a man is overtaken in a trespass, you are spiritually restored. You are, are spiritual restored, such a one, in a spiritual and a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Ephesians 4.15 says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Christ, who is the head of Christ Jesus. And then battle done with discipline. Jude one twenty two says, And on some have compassion, making distinctions. David, Dr. David E. Walker wrote, When you stand up for the truth, do it in such a way that if a person refuses the truth, they have to do so because they don't agree with the truth, not because of the way you presented it. So, then battle with urgency. And quickly close. Battle like their lives and your lives determine. Because it does. It will determine where you or they will spend The truth isn't what makes you free. It's knowing the truth that makes you free. The truth can sit there all day long, but unless you know that truth, you'll never be free. And the only truth is, is God's truth, God's Word. That's truth, knowing that truth.
the world taking control because the church the church has, has forgotten to stand up for what they believe. Hello? And we need to start Thank you. 